What's up? I'm Liza. I'm Cammie. Welcome to Laugh It's Funny, giving you advice from not your mom using your own using our own personal experiences. We are in education and would love to laugh at and or give advice to our students regarding some of the crazy things we overhear. But it would be unsolicited and borderline inappropriate in some instances, so we started a podcast instead. Because that's the best idea in 2019. Start a podcast. Yes, I'm for it. So, uh, if you're not in education, you may not be as attuned to this as we are. Y'all, it's a full moon. Absolutely. And we feeling it Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. and probably a little bit tomorrow. Yes, Lord. And normally, I notice, I know you had a day, but Mm -hmm. I I was more irritable with them. And literally, Mm -hmm. one of my students this morning said... Why are you so upsetty spaghetti? Oh no. <laughs> and I said, well, first of all, you just said upsetty spaghetti. All. But I was just mm-hmm. irritable all day. Yeah. I felt it. I felt it for sure. And every time we have one, um, our boss will usually warn us. And the first year that she did that, I did not take much stock into it. Now I will gladly arrange lesson plans, personal life decisions, anything else that I need to around these dates. So I'm definitely tracking it from here on out. Truth. It's real. It is real. Yeah. Heed the full moon, people. Mm-hmm. So what was your teacher moment of the week or of this past week? Yeah, because it's a weird time. Mm-hmm. But... Um, okay, so backstory, and obviously we won't use our students' real names, so we'll just call this kid Mike. Yes. Mike is full of himself. He's the funniest person he knows, and he is a great kid. I love him to pieces. He's really funny. But he can equal my nerves just a little bit sometimes, and Mm -hmm. I never know when to take him seriously. So, (laughs) at the end of the morning announcements, I have him first period also, which always makes it fun. Um, they get, they get done reading like birthdays of the adults in the building Mm -hmm. for the day. And then after the announcements are over, he said, and it's my birthday. And I said, um, no. (laughs) And everybody in the classroom was like, dang, she shut you down. Y'all, I look, it is his birthday. (laughs) It was legitimately his birthday, and I was just like, um, no, Mm -hmm. you're not born. It's not your birthday. And then I I quickly conceded, and I was like, okay, I'm sorry, you're right. What was his reaction? I'm glad you're born. He was, he looked deeply hurt slash offended, (laughs) but he was totally kidding. He loves me. Yeah. That's good. It's good when they can take it in stride. Yes. But you know what? Good for you for taking his birthday away. That's right. Who is he to think that he gets a special day? He needs to earn it. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You don't get no name day this year. (laughs) What house are you from? Mm -mm. Better get out of that. House talking. (laughs) I've been watching too much Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. Right? I think we all have. Like, everybody in my life right now is getting caught up on Game of Thrones, yes. so it's freshly on my mind as I well. I love it so much. Yeah. I might have been asked to pledge a house this weekend, and I, I don't know. I'm going to put it on the back burner. Oh, my gosh. That's serious talk. That's serious relationship I'm talk. I'm totally House Targaryen. Mm. I'm trying to think who I would be. Given the yeah, last... Yeah, I think I mean, you're right. I just, I'm excited for the premiere, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. I'm for it. I love it. All right. What about so, you? For my house? No. Or yes. For yes. I'm excited. My house? Honestly, I feel like I would be House Targaryen also. 
That's who I... It's because you're a badass. Yeah, I think you're right. You I think be all badass women just identify themselves as Khaleesi. Like, yes, we, girl. Yes. Work um, it. That was going to be the original name of this podcast, Khaleesi and Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of queens, you just know. A, just a couple of Khaleesi's <laughs> hanging out, y'all. <laughs> but, no, I don't know. I just, I really love... I love the Khaleesi. I think she's bomb. She is. And her hair is amazing. It is. One time I tried to dress up as the Khaleesi for Halloween. Shut up. (laughs) I got a Khaleesi wig. Yes. It didn't do it justice. It was terrible. It was horrible. But the best part was that I dressed my dogs up as little dragons. So it was... (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. It it had all the intention of being very cute um but the wig just you can't skimp on wigs you can't and i learned that the hard way they'll look cheap af mm-hmm. if you skimp yeah so you, you gotta go for like the real human you gotta hair go, yeah you got to you gotta get creepy with that mess or you're mm-hmm. gonna look real cheesy absolutely so i don't know i just gotta find the right blonde woman just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay you're crazy. <laughs> All right, we digress. Okay, so today's episode is about sneaky dates. Did you not have a teacher moment of the week? Oh, my teacher moment of the week. Oof. Let me. Okay, here is my teacher moment of the week. Our teacher moment supposed to be good or bad. Whatever Either one. moves you. Honey. Either one. Either one. Okay, so here's my teacher moment of the week. <laughs> Last Thursday, ha- not Halloween, Valentine's Day, I decided. <laughs> I decided to wear a Valentine's-themed outfit. I have this beautiful crushed velvet And it was adorable, you you saw it? It was so cute. I saw you down the hallway working. It was so cute. Okay, so I had it on, and it was like a tunic, short sleeve with black leggings. Um, And as I'm wearing it, I was teaching, talking to someone, and it was the last five minutes of class. So naturally, we're wrapping up loose ends. And I'm turned talking to someone... And I feel this hand grab the oh, side of my tunic, like no. at, at mid-thigh. And that feeling, it's almost very normal. <laughs> because that's how my son grabs me. It was like a childlike... Except for you were not at home. Oh, yeah. My son absolutely was not in the high school. Uh, and so I felt this touch. And I looked to my side. And it was a student who had grabbed the hem of my dress. To feel it. To feel it. And granted, this I gave this student a little bit of leeway because I went to high school with his sister. And so, like, I'll be patient with this person. Um, surely he's not a psychopath. Mm. And so I said, son, what are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, oh, my God, uh, I'm so sorry. I just, and he genuinely seemed shocked and confused by his own actions. He said, I'm so sorry. I just needed to touch the fabric. I said, what? <laughs> what did you just say? He said, I, I wasn't trying to touch you. It's just that the fabric looks so soft during class today. I just needed to know what it felt like. Well, you could have asked me with I said, your mouth words. <laughs> I said, under no circumstance is this appropriate. You can never touch me. Um, and he was like, I'm so sorry. It'll never happen again. I said, okay, thank you. I understand. And then on the way out, he again apologized. And I said, it's fine. Just always remember, look with your eyes, not with your hands. And he was like, yes, ma'am. And he walked out. Well, then at lunch, I'm telling the story to my department. 
And my department is horrified. They cannot believe this person did this. And I'm trying to defend him because on my life, at this moment during lunch, I truly felt like this child meant no harm. Mm -hmm. And I believed him. And I said, I really think it was one of those like absent-minded reactions where he really just wanted to see what the fabric felt like. So fast forward to after lunch, okay? So lunch ends, class change is happening. This same kid walks by with his friends, looks at me, says, hey, Miss So-and-so. And I say, hey, student. And he pantomimes pinching me. As if he has like a lobster claw <laughs> and does like a pinch motion, like referencing the moment we had earlier in the day. And he starts laughing in my no. face. And I just felt so stupid. And I was just like, you idiot. Here you are trying to excuse this deviant behavior. And no, he was just being a bad seed. And now I know, and knowing is half the battle. Now you know never to, well, to wear velvet to school again. <laughs> yeah, no, I set it on fire. So, yeah, burn so there's that. It's gone. I took it to Burning you Man, left it. That's right. <laughs> Full circle, y'all. There you go. Full circle. Bringing it back. Absolutely. Okay, so those are our teacher moments. Yes. But the focus of today's episode is on sneaky dates that we had and the lessons that we learned from them. Yes. So there have been plenty, and we hear our students talking about sneaking around, sneaking around everything. You know, just like a not side telling caveat. their parents things and right. It's we just crazy. We hear everything you guys say. Everything we hear everything. It. We can isolate your voices mm-hmm. out in the middle of a crowded Absolutely. talking room. Yes, it's just that we choose what to respond to. <laughs> I hear it all. I just pick and choose my poison for the day. Indeed, you know. And so the things that we hear you guys talking about and your concerns kind of got us thinking that maybe if you heard some of our stories, You'd you could like, yeah, you could learn, yeah. right? Think twice or realize that, hey, probably it's not going to be that great in the long run anyhow. Yeah. So um, do you have one that comes to mind that you want to start us off with? I do. And I want to say the kids these days, they have every resource available to them to form a very intricately woven web of lies. Yes. We had to work hard to do that when we were kids, teenagers, whatever. Because we grew up in late 90s, early 2000s, just depending. We had had corded phones. I had the cutest corded phone. It was so cute. No caller ID. Mm -hmm. And we had to like intricately plan we were when we were sneaking around we had to do it whenever we were already somewhere which is kind of what my story will be and you know whenever we were in high school in the early 2000s we had cell phones but they didn't have like the texting and voice and all of that that we have now it had t9 texting Mm -hmm. which you had to press the numbers multiple times to get the letters i was real good at that mess Mm -hmm. i could quickly (laughs) Text my friend, who also had the same data plan. Very, very important detail. Otherwise, it was just trouble. So, we could come up with a quick scheme or excuse or whatever. So, everybody got their story right. If there were any questions happening. So, we had to work real hard for that. And you may think, dang, if y'all had to work so hard, you must have been thirsty AF. Mm, Well. Not true. Not true. We didn't Mm. know what that was. We didn't know what thirst was. Because... We didn't have instant gratification. We enjoyed 
the yeah. journey. Don't I'm you not, think? I'm not so sure we even knew what thirst was. No. Everything came at a price. Mm-hmm. Everything came with hard work. And everything came with its long, long drawn, drawn out like right. saga. Did you have a live journal? I did have a live journal. I totally had a live journal. I tried to track it down so I could read you an <laughs> excerpt. But I couldn't find it because I, w- I went so full-blown incognito that even I cannot find it today. Mm. So my secrets are safe on the live journal on the interwebs. I would die if I found my live journal. It was amazing. In fact, one time when I was trying to find my live journal, I found an ex-boyfriend's live journal. And I found <gasps> all his entries about me. That was the best. Dude. That was for sure the best. So it was amazing. That was like very primitive internet mm-hmm. journal blogging. Yes, for sure. So, but we enjoyed for for me personally, I enjoyed the chase so uh-huh. much. It was like living in your own personal daydream and you're like this is happening. It's right. always butterflies, always always. <laughs> and then when crap was about to go down, you're like, "Okay, here's where the thrill comes in, ladies," yeah. because I just enjoyed it. Did yours ever, like, pan out with actual gratification? Not even, like, sexual gratification, but just, like, did it end up being what you thought it would be? Yes. Like, did it live up to the hype? It did? Very few moments, but yes. That's amazing. You have no idea. Now, for the moment, it panned out, but then long-term, like, what I would have wanted, it didn't. sure. But I'm still grateful to this day. I'm like, dude, I went there. (laughs) I went there, okay? Sorry if that was loud. I hit on the table. Um, Anyways, but no, my first story is very lackluster in comparison to some of the other things that I will share eventually. Okay, teaser. I'm thinking we need like four parts to this sneaky date series. Mm, Yeah, I think you might be right. And it will grow with each time, you know what I mean? Right. So, my story, I've entitled it, and I'm not a writer, but I do somewhat consider myself a wordsmith. Okay, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Rendezvous turned romance with homeschooled homeboy. Ooh. Yes, (laughs) ma'am, with the alliteration. (laughs) Rendezvous turned romance with homeschooled homeboy. There's, yes, there's a lot happening in that sentence. So, just a brief background. Middle school, I was very, I wasn't homely. I have always been adorable and I've always been sassy and confident. Yes, Khaleesi. Yes, Khaleesi, girl. But, I was a very sheltered middle school girl. And I, I went to church mm. like a good Southern girl. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We won't share much about our location, but if you can't tell by my insanely crazy accent, we live in the South. Mm-hmm. And I went to church. I went yeah. to a Baptist church right. in the South. As and per the use. Very sheltered young lady. And I was in youth choir. I did youth group. I did everything that there was. Anytime the doors were open, I was mm-hmm. there. Well, I met a very wide range of, of people who were not necessarily in my school zone because this was a church for the entire town, okay? Obviously, what kind of church wouldn't be? That's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> very social Anyway. <laughs> so... I met this guy. He was younger than me by like a year or two. Strike one. <laughs> That's strike one. Okay. <laughs> I 
have many stories about younger younger guys. Cut to I married a guy five years older than me. So, uh-huh. ladies, younger uh-huh. is not always the best. Yes. So he was a drummer. Mm, strike two. Give me a cold shower. Strike two. Okay. <laughs> A middle school drummer, okay? I had several other guy friends that were also drummers. They played in the orchestra. I'm Are just you not hot yet? Step Brothers. He's like, you play the fuck out of the drums, drums, Dale. This was, no, they were not Baptist, oh, okay? okay? So, it was not, not the, the same thing. Not the Catalina wine mixer? No. Got it. So, I had actually dated one of them. I was friends with four drummers, okay? Uh-huh, sure you were. I was, there's got to be something there. We'll uh-huh. unearth that later. But I had dated one of them briefly. We had broken up, and by we, I mean me, on Christmas Day through an instant <gasps> message. That's, a, that's another story, too. That's classic. Breakups. <laughs> Done. Break- um, <laughs> but this guy and I had been talking on instant messenger. <laughs> did you just put up an away message? I did. It's over. Bye. Door shut. <laughs> you got me pencils for Christmas? That was a whole other thing. That's a, that's a real story. We will get to it, guys. Gifts. Do sometimes matter. Mm. Um, (laughs) We're getting real shallow here. Ticonderogas. (laughs) (laughs) No! They weren't even brand names. No. They were wrapped. They had no erasers, first of all. (gasps) Second of all, they weren't sharpened. And third of all, they were wrapped in a floral type pattern that looked like something your Aunt Dottie would have. If there's no eraser, he imagines that you're perfect. You would never make a mistake. You would not need an eraser. They weren't sharp either. Is he saying I'm dumb? Yes. <laughs> you have nothing to say. No lead for you. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Anyways, right. but this guy, we'll call him. Did I make up a name for him? Mm, no. No. We'll call him. It should start with an H. H. Homeschool homeboy. Home skillet. So. Home skillet. Home skillet and I start talking on instant message. And he's charming. And he sure. tells me he tells me he thinks I'm cute a couple yeah. weeks into us talking, okay? He's really funny. Uh-huh. And to this day, he's a very funny, charming guy. Very artsy photographer type, okay? And we start forging this very real mm-hmm. to seventh grade me relationship. And maybe it was sixth grade. It was somewhere around that time frame, okay? Mm-hmm. So very real relationship and we were like, okay, I think we're ready to take this next step. Not, the, the next step not being, let's go steady. Let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. The next step for us was, let's skip youth choir and meet, no. and meet in the Sunday school rooms <laughs> and kiss. Was this on a Wednesday? It was on a Wednesday. I knew it. Wednesday rendezvous with homeschooled, homeschooled homeboy, okay? So it it was a buildup because first, of course, the homeschooler, you never know when he's going to have activities, guys. So, True. They have um, so many activities. So many activities. Um, his father Maybe was... Maybe a skating ring. Fun fact, his father was also on staff at this church. Ah. <laughs> so that complicated matters as well. Sure. But the Sunday school wing was in a totally different part of the building than where we had youth choir, so... It was like, we're totally not going to get caught. We're just going to run through this entire building and not see a single adult, right? Well, we go to the Sunday school rooms, finally, after a couple of weeks of cancellation because of his activities. And it is absolutely nothing like what I have built up 
in my mind. Because I don't know if you guys are aware, homeschooled kids not always privy to the ways of romantic love. Oof. They're not. They're sheltered. Oof. They aren't. You're right. I mean, you're just making me remember something that validates oh, that statement. Yes. You're okay. right. So it was very strange and awkward. I mean, we kissed. I was waiting, of course, for the moment like Ariel and Eric had on Little Mermaid where like sparks flew and, you know, they're in the boat and there's animals singing. First of all, if there would have been animals, that would have been very strange because we were inside. Second of all, there were no sparks. It was very forced and stiff and odd and awkward because TBH, he had the mouth of a pufferfish and (laughs) he didn't know how to soften and like maneuver. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. So I left thinking there's clearly something wrong with me because I do not feel like a changed woman who has Mm -hmm. just had her first kiss. Yeah. Um, And so I was very disappointed, but you know, that just led me to maintaining this tryst for a year and a half. <laughs> right. Sure. Naturally. Meeting. Well, and then we expanded our meetings to also Sunday nights before church because mm-hmm. we would both be there. Church service. We would end up running late to church service right. to OMG. That was like, that was a thrill of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Walking into church late with everyone. He would go in the entire opposite side of the, oh, yeah. of not the worship center. Yes. Not obvious at all. But it was it was very sneaky. And my mom, of course, was concerned sometimes. Um, and I finally told her, well, I have a boyfriend, Mom. Yeah, Mom. Me and Homeskillet. We and go, I love him, We're Mom. going out. That's right. I love him. I, love I don't him. know if we said we loved You'll each other. You'll never understand. Because then, of course, we had summer camp, too. Hold on to, to your hats because summer camp, there were trails. Right. And it was hot. And yeah, humid because and humid. we live in the south and no one felt attractive at all. It was so sexy. Yeah. Anyways, but nice. it was that's a good one to start. Terrible. Us off. So yeah, but I'm I maintained that commitment to that tryst for right. a year and a half because that's a long time. I'm a good Christian who understands commitment, and to Sneaky me, as it is, it's true. But a boy who can't kiss is better than not kissing any boy at all. You're right. right? Unless they don't brush their tongue, which is a whole nother story. That, that is way, a very specific concern. Absolutely. But it's very real. So. Okay? So let that also be a side lesson. That's right. That one's for free. Faux. For free. free. Well, that makes me think of, so I was trying to think of my sneaky date stories that I would want people to learn from. So I tried to go chronologically. So one of my earliest memories was when I was probably 14 or 15. It was before I could... No, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. I had just turned 16, so I had my own car. Mm-hmm. And there was this boy who was two years older than me. Hot. Um, yes, he was very hot. He was, this was the type of boy I was attracted to in high school. Um, so I was very much a nerd in high school. Love but I it. played it off as being, like, so cool and blasé that I didn't need to be popular and have my hair done. Instead, I would be... Like a nasty looking hippie. <laughs> and I would just own that shit. Yeah. You know? I would own it. Like everybody would would like it. Like they would think, oh, she's so cool and laid back, whatever. That was that was what I was going for. So the guys I was attracted to were guys who um, had no academic drive. 
they did drugs. I did not do drugs. Um, I didn't judge anyone who did. I just You're have, living on the edge. Right, <laughs> I had so many control issues that I could not do the drugs. Same. However, I was like strangely attracted to the boys who the did. Bad boy, yes. I wanted to know like who what's going on? And now I know what was going on. Their parents were divorced and nobody was keeping an eye on them. <laughs> and now I get it. Okay, and it's not so mysterious anymore. So anyway. Uh, this boy who was two years older, and he uh, at the time was gorgeous. He messaged me on AOL Instant Messenger. Yes, AIM. That all is day, where, baby. That's where it all went down. It went down. Like it went down, and there was no like, oh, let him DM me. It was no, you better be there on AIM. You know, like, you could put up an away message if you were gone, but then you run the risk of not even, you no, know. No, this is what you do. You sign on, then off, then on, then off, then on, then off. <laughs> yeah. Because on AOL Instant Messenger, the door would... <laughs> Open and close. Slam close. Yes. Slam close. Yeah, there was an you gotta audible get their attention, people. Absolutely. And I was very bad at that. I did not like drawing attention to myself, but I wanted the attention. Enter me. Yes. <laughs> that is something, Yeah. All of my friends that I have are very good at, like, drawing attention to themselves. <laughs> I very much want the attention. Let's not get that twisted at all. I want the attention more than anyone else. It's just that I don't know how to bring it to myself. Or somewhere along the lines of me being in utero, I probably should have been born to a Catholic family because my attraction with guilt is so strong. <laughs> so I don't understand how I was raised in this Baptist <clears throat> family, but I was. So anyway... This boy um, messages me and invites me to go get ice cream at Baskin Robbins, which I thought, cool, I would love to. Was it code for drugs? No. (laughs) But now that I'm looking back on it, maybe. (laughs) So he invites me to Baskin Robbins, and um, my dad, who is an islander of sorts, always acts like he's not paying attention. Um, And it took me a while to realize my dad was tracking every thing that I said or did. I always thought that he was barely paying attention, but that was so wrong. In fact, he was playing me like a fiddle. So anyway, I said, Dad, can I take the car and go get ice cream? And he said, yes. He said, who are you getting ice cream with? I said, a friend. I was trying the hardest to give him the least amount of information without lying. Yeah. Yeah. I said, a friend. Well, then he said, what's her name? (gasps) At that point, when the gender was established, I knew I was going to have to lie. So I said, "Uh, it's with my friend Sarah. You know, I named somebody that um, he had not seen me hang out with, whatever. He said, okay. And he let me go. So I went. I met this beautiful older boy at Baskin Robbins. And we're sitting there talking, and you know, nothing major transpired in this date. We we talked about random things. The The main thing that I remember us talking about was um, there was a 90s white reggae star named Snow. Do you know Snow? <laughs> no! Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> he had this song called Informer, and he's this white guy, but he sang like a reggae artist. And to this day, I don't know if he was like legit from an island or not, but he <laughs> sounded like it. And he had the song that was like, Informer. I lick your bum bum down. Oh, which yeah. I, you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay, so I said, I made like an inside joke about that. 
and the guy knew immediately who I was talking about. And, and you're like, point, this must be love. I, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, are you my person? Like, are you my person <laughs> that knows, like, random reggae references? Um, so anyway, as I'm looking amorously into his eyes, I catch a glimpse of my dad's truck. Stop! <laughs> oh my god, this is a sneaky day when you get caught! Driving past the ice cream shop. He's like on our main street in town. Yes. Driving past Baskin Robbins. And I notice him because he has slowed down a good 15 miles and slower than and everyone else. A thousand people behind yes. him on the road. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh that my is God. Everything. As soon as I saw him, I just knew this is my death. Like this is... <laughs> This it is the moment. Tonight. Yeah, so I'm dying at 16. Cool. I uh, I always knew this was going to happen. <laughs> so the date wraps up. Mind you, there was never a second date. I risked this entire situation to never have to invest anything else into it. Absolutely. I lost my father's trust, and the only thing I can say that I gained in exchange for that was a common fascination with the white reggae artist from the 90s named snow that was it (laughs) that was it so i went home dad brought it up he was like hey uh saw you at baskin robbins and i said oh i thought that was you i saw you drive past he said yeah sarah looks like a dude At that point, I was just like, Dad, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And we got past it, and I learned, you know, not to lie to him. Um, And that honestly was something that stuck with me from that point on. Like, if any decision that I made, and this is not for everyone, but I will say I actually did this. Um, If I could not own up to it to my parents' face, I would not do it. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that if I did something in high school, I would go up to them and immediately tell them. Admit it, yeah. It was just that if I chose to do an action, I had to think to myself, if my parents' bold face looked at me and said, have you ever done this? Could I look them in the the face and and say yes? Mm -hmm. And that's how I lived the rest of my life until I got my own apartment. And then I had this gorgeous shift in my mindset where I was like, I owe nothing to no one. (laughs) I paid for this with my measly paychecks. I own no explanation to anyone. And I think that's totally fair. Yeah. You know, but if you live... Oh. My bad. That's all good. If you live under your parents' roofs, like, obviously, yes, you do owe them an explanation. No matter what you think. If they're paying for your bills and your insurance and your groceries, yes, they absolutely deserve to know what you're up to. True. You know, whether you tell them or not, they're going to know you're doing it anyway. So, and a lot of the stories that I came up with, I look back on them now, and I'm glad that you have, like, positive experiences, because all of mine (laughs) are lackluster. Not all of them are positive. Well, all of mine, I look at them, and I'm like, what came out of that? Nothing good came out of that. Well, in mine, I was in, I don't know, maybe I set my own self up for... Maybe not not success. That is not the message I'm trying to lie to people. Please, you'll succeed. Success. But stop. No. Kidding. Kidding. We're not there yet. Mm -mm. Um, Anyway, but I feel like, I don't know. I didn't, I'm sure she knew. I need to go back and ask my mom if she actually knew. 
Maybe. I need to do that. That's always a fun combo. We'll to do have. a we'll do a fill a in on this. Yes. <laughs> I will interview my mom and and I will Yeah, I'll update you on that. But yeah, but my lesson, I mean, if if mine seemed a bit anticlimactic, well that's because it was. <laughs> and I hope you felt that. Because that was the same right. unthrilling experience that I had that first time in the Sunday school room. Mm-hmm. It was awful. So the lesson that I have would be that sometimes the daydream, it's more fulfilling than real life experience. Don't be afraid to dream, kids. Stick to your right, dreams. Right. <laughs> you don't always have to act on them, you know. And um, furthermore, middle schoolers don't know how to kiss. Yeah. And by middle schoolers, I mean homeschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, honestly, no offense to the homeschool community. I'm sure you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you are, but at the same token, I'll never forget the time that I went to homecoming and a student who had been homeschooled until freshman year walked up to me with his Bible and looked at me and oh, said, Jesus. I think your denim skirt is too short. It's tempting me. Huh? Okay, sir. Who are you, Levi and Strauss? Nobody <laughs> asked you, out. sir. Nobody asked you. I'm going to need you and the Holy Spirit Take to your Lee dungarees and get the hell out of my yes. sight. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> Goodbye. Side note, my denim skirt was to my knees. Yes, that was a style when we were and in school. And I'm like eight feet tall, so that means the skirt had to be a good three feet long. Amen. <laughs> Preach, sister. Yeah, get out of my face. My denim skirt went to my knees, but there was also a slit, so. Oh, stop. You nasty. <laughs> Thanks, Old Navy, for your cutting-edge style. Thanks, Old Navy. Old Navy performance, Old Navy. I loved Old Navy. Mm-hmm. I still love Old Navy. We're not sponsored by Old Navy. <laughs> but we can be. Ho- Old Navy. Old Navy, give Holla us a call. Holla us. Holla. <laughs> anyway, so this has been the conclusion of... Sneaky dates part one. Mm-hmm. You're right. You don't want to add anything else to your sneaky dates. I don't. I have so many. But right. I, if I if I keep if I keep speaking, mm-hmm. we just won't have any other material. And I just really mm-hmm. want to withhold that information for mm-hmm. a further episode. Okay. Um, however, if you are listening and you have a great story that you feel needs to be shared, we will change the names and share it with the entire Absolutely. world. And by the entire world, we mean wherever our podcast is available. Yes. So if you want to email us at laughitsfunnypodcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. we will gladly review yes. your truth and we will share it. You yes. Guys. We will Let do us that feel for you. that. We will fill that for you. Feel mm-hmm. that. Right. All right. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for checking in and come back and see our next episode. Episode three will be coming at you. It will be about mean girls. Mean girls. Get ready. We'll see you next time.